Recording. Well, hello. Uh, this is the wholepastor.org. Um, it is a blog uh, that is uh, trying to excite folks and energize us to be uh, fit, uh, to have fun with our families. Um, this, this is uh, the best part of uh, the Whole Pastor blog where we get to hang out with uh, friends, family, other pastors, and just have honest conversations when it comes to fitness. Uh, fun and family, and I have the pleasure of welcoming and having my good buddy, Jason Jakovich, who not only is my good buddy, my friend, my brother, but he's also my neighbor. Uh, we live three doors down from each other. Maybe that's a good place to start, Jason. Um, I was trying to think about this the other day. Um, we moved in to the neighborhood, uh, to this street, um, before Ella was born. So we've been on this block in this house for a little over 10 years. Um, when, when did you guys move in? What brought you to this neighborhood? And then, uh, and then we'll kind of go from there. Uh, well, thanks for having me. And uh, as you mentioned, we moved in here a little bit after you guys. Uh, I believe it was 2013, probably March, sometime in there before the school year had started in 13. Uh, we'd gotten in here, so we're right about the seven-year, almost eight-year mark, uh, you know, in that time. But prior to this, we lived in North San Antonio, out near Stone Oak. And my job had taken a turn where I was traveling more to South Texas. Uh, had to be on the road a lot, whether it was behind the windshield or in an airplane. And so we chose Alamo Heights because of its proximity uh, to the airport and South Texas, but also in conjunction with what we looked for and valued in a neighborhood was not only the diversity in people, but the diversity in architecture. Uh, it's an established community, so there's mature trees. Uh, so there's an aesthetic that we liked about it as well. And so that attracted us to the area and got us here. So it was a combination of work and needing to move. <laughs> Awesome. And it was huge. So a little bit of history for those that are watching. Um, uh, you have three kids. I have two. I have two daughters. You have two daughters and a son. Um, I, Hannah and I were unable to produce a child that would be the same age of your oldest. So sorry. Um, but your middle child and our oldest are the same age. And your youngest son and my youngest daughter are the same age. And if we were really honest, Ella and Henley, who are your middle, my oldest, really, I think, brought both of our families together. So at kindergarten, they connected super well, and it just so happened that we're three doors down from each other. And so, like, the rest is history. And now our youngest kids have been in school and in class together. Um, and so it's just been really cool. Um, it, it's, it's been actually really awesome, which kind of brings me to the first thing that I wanted us to talk about. And you said it, you use the word neighborhood. Um, there's this word neighboring, um, that is kind of a, a big word in church world and, and the way that we think about community and the way that we think about reaching. I mean, obviously it's biblical. Jesus said, love your neighbors. And so, um, that is your physical neighbors. That is the people that you associate with, um, 
our neighborhood is pretty cool. Um, and so just maybe tell us a little bit about our neighborhood, neighboring, what makes it so special? Uh, yeah, you, you kind of uh, hit the nail on the head there that our, our neighborhood is, is very cool. And I'll go one step further and say that our street block proximity is probably even cooler. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's not in a term of like being biased, but in that regard, it's, it's that there are, or there is a sense of closeness, not only just to us who share, you know, children that play and hang out together and families, but other neighbors too, that probably have kids that have moved on or are single now or are elderly. Uh, the relationship still exists there to where it's not uncommon to go out on, a, on the street and be moving your trash can saying hello and then that spurs into a 20 minute conversation and it's not necessarily small talk uh it's not necessarily like hey how about the weather it's something that leads into hey what's life and how's life treating you right now how are the kids and then more in-depth conversation i think it just speaks to the people in our community and the people in our street as well when we first moved here in 13 uh, I believe other than you guys and us, we were the only ones on the street that had children. And so there was a much older, I guess, demographic that had taken over the 100 and 200 block. Uh, in that seven years that we've been here, that's changed. We've had more families that have moved in, more children that have moved in. And so that sharing process has grown. And I think in part two, like you've mentioned before, as our kids make friends with the additional neighborhood children you get to know their parents their families uh just becomes a closer knit group and then you start to see an evolution from there in neighboring functions uh halloween's a big deal for us here and as you know because the church participates in it as well as the adjacent blocks uh, you know it's a impromptu block party people shut down the streets all the families and kids come out uh, to safe, fun environment, and it, it brings everybody together. And that's just one example of many things that happen here. Yeah, you said you said take over the block. We absolutely take over the block. And so for Halloween, we shut the block down. There's been other things, fifth grade parties. We shut the block down. Um, I think we shut the block down, or at least we had a big gathering for a Kentucky Derby. I think, um, mm -hmm. which happened to be, I think, was it Cinco de Mayo also. And so, Correct. yeah, love giving, getting together. And I think you said it best. We take over the block. So neighboring is huge. You and I um, also do a lot of things together. Um, we walk the kids to school in the morning. We walk the kids back or we ride bikes with the kids. Or at least we're, if we're driving, we park in the same place. We walk together. Um, and so it is. Neighboring is huge. Community is huge. And I don't want to go anywhere else. Um, being the fact that I have you and your family and other families um, it, it's a sweet spot. It's a special place. And so glad that God brought us here together. And hopefully we're, we're here. We're here for the long haul. Um, at least our kids have a lot of school left. And so that'll keep us here for sure. Um, but hopefully, um, hopefully beyond that too. Um, so that kind of gets this whole blog, this whole video, um, a series of videos that we're going to put together um, is going to revolve around that idea of physical, physical health. The whole reason why we're doing the whole, the past, whole pastor blog is we're spending a year uh, emphasizing, introducing, and encouraging uh, physical health. 
Um, it's an important thing for not just pastors, but for people in general to be aware of their health and to, to have just some practical ideas, to, practical and creative ideas to jump into fitness. And so tell me about, um, is fitness important to you and your family? And what are some of the things that you guys do for fitness? Uh, yes, fitness is absolutely one of the paramount objectives or, you know, life goals, life skills uh, of our family. We are a very fit family, and I think it starts from mom and dad, and then, of course, the kids fall in line with that. Uh, you know, our kids have been involved in everything from running to tennis to football, uh, all the standard sports that you would recognize. Uh, I think for myself, one of the things that really kicked me into gear was when my oldest daughter had started a campaign called Girls on the Run, and their whole goal was at the end of the term to be able to do a 5K and so I think that's a remarkable program and it's something that also engages, you know, parent and child uh, because her goal then became my goal and it started to set a metric for realization that, wow, maybe I'm not as in shape as I thought I was. You know, I, I would at that point historically go to the gym, do static weight training, uh, just kind of, you know, weightlifting that kind of non-cardio focused uh, exercising. And so as I started to get running with her, I realized my deficits and then it got me more focused on trying to improve and get better. And then where she kind of turned off of that and had carried on with her tennis career, I myself had actually continued on to continue running and incorporate that as part of, you know, my life set. Uh, as a family, bike riding, uh, we do yo yoga with the neighbors across the street. Uh, which I think was a very fun thing to find interests within your home that you share with other neighbors. And then that in turn links y'all together as well to share in something that's mindful and uh, healing. Yeah. So I'm, I was going to interrupt you there, but I, I, I'm glad you brought up yoga because I wrote it down right now when you were talking. Um, so there's two things I want to bring up. Let's, let's talk about yoga. So um, right now it is uh, July 9, 2020. Um, we're kind of in, I mean, I don't know if you call it the thick of things with coronavirus, but we're in a coronavirus season. When this first started, we were both, uh, you guys did a trip to Oklahoma. We were on a trip to Arkansas for spring break. We get back to San Antonio and it's COVID-19 is like the news. And so we're having to be flexible, adapt. Our kids aren't at school. We're trying to find creative ways to do things. And uh, one afternoon, I think it was like right at noon. I'm driving down the street. I think I went to go to get some groceries. I'm coming back and I see you guys across the street at the neighbor's house and you guys are doing yoga in the front lawn. So what, what happened? What, where did that come from? Uh, well, at the, at the start of the quarantine, like you mentioned, uh, we drove to and from where we were going for, for spring break. We weren't on airplanes. Uh, we came in home and we did a self-assessed quarantine and our neighbor across the street, she's a single lady. Uh, she was the same thing. She hadn't gone anywhere other than grocery stores and necessity type driven stuff. And so as the stay at home orders were in place and social distancing were coming online, uh, that was what one of the places we deemed a quote unquote safe house. Uh, you know, we knew where they'd been. They know where we had been. And so when you said neighboring earlier, that was kind of what kicked it off. We had a relationship with her uh, 
casual conversation. How are you doing? Uh, we shared a little bit with their family. But the first step of all this was actually during the quarantine was an outreach of, hey, if you need anything, let me know. And then, you know, vice versa was returned on her end. And so through us being at home, she actually started to extend more and more connection with our children. And she had incorporated things that they could play games in her yard. Uh, she gave up her driveway and bought a pallet of basically chalk and said, hey, paint me a mural and would keep them busy. And then bought safety signs so they could play out in the front yard and ride bikes uh, to slow traffic. Well, as I saw her bridging that gap with our children, I always knew that she had a yoga background. And I was like, well, my wife used to instruct yoga. I'm a fan of yoga. And I said, I think that's something that our family can do with her. So I had reached out to her one evening over text message and just asked, hey, would you be interested in a guided yoga session in your front lawn? I said, we can all be socially distant. Uh, there's plenty of space and shade. And at that time, the weather was phenomenal. Yeah. And she goes, man, that seems great. So she went one step further and actually contacted her yoga instructor, who was basically at a standstill because she was only doing Zoom sessions and was elated to come outdoors and perform this for us. And so lo and behold, we had a running Thursday noon yoga session uh, for about a month. And so it was a great, great way to uh, focus and center ourselves. And, you know, it brought an hour and 15 minutes of peace in a rather chaotic time. And the kids were still at school. So we had a busy morning with online learning. My wife and I are both working full time, balancing the two, and then trying to figure out how you're going to keep the kids occupied in the afternoon. That noon to 115 space became absolutely a blessing. And so you leave the rest of the day just euphoric. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, I was honest. And I think I texted you because the first time I saw you guys out there, you guys were peaceful. You guys were doing it and yoga was happening. And I wanted to just honk and scream and yell as I drove by, but I didn't do it. Uh, but no, I think it's awesome. Uh, incredible examples of being community, being neighbors, uh, but doing stuff together. And, and it was as a whole family too, which I think is awesome. I, I really admire that in you. I really, if there's something that I've learned from you and something that I think you and I uh, try to do as much as possible is we don't do things like just Jason or just Bobby, uh, but we get our families together um, as a unit um, and we kind of move together. Two things that I really want to, to kind of emphasize, I mean, these are the two things that I, this is why I wanted to get you on. Uh, All the, right. first, the first is this, um, um, you and I and our kids uh, started climbing together. Um, and so indoor, there's a, a gym, Armadillo Boulders. If you're here in San Antonio, you got to check it out. Um, if you're not here in San Antonio, you have to drive to San Antonio to check out Armadillo Boulders. Indoor bouldering, um, and it's been a little over two years now. Um, we started climbing together. My both of our daughters, or both your daughter, both of my daughters, are on the kids team. Um, and before COVID nineteen hit, 
Um, and even now, like you and I would be at the climbing gym at least three times a week, sometimes more than that, depending on what was going on. Uh, but they have a fitness center. So we worked out together. Um, we climb together and then our kids had practice twice a week. So, um, climbing is awesome. Uh, tell us a little bit about your own like climbing experience. We just got to go outside, um, together. Uh, we had been outside as a family before, but you guys came with us about what, three weeks ago. Um, and so, um, it was a game changer. Um, but tell us about climbing. What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? Anything that has changed, changed you as far as your, your physical health. Yeah, uh, so I would have to thank you for introducing us into climbing. Uh, you being a, a man about town and the community, uh, you heard about this armadillo boulders that was opening up. And then one step further, as the timing would have it, uh, you held the birthday for one of your daughters there, which became our introduction to it. And from that two-hour party, uh, became something that I was just absolutely enthralled with. Uh, it was a two-hour climbing session of horsing around, really didn't know much about the etiquette, uh, the proper technique, but I, what I did know is that it was a tremendous workout at the time. It was something that was refreshing and different from what I'd been accustomed to and absolutely fell in love with it. From there, we started exploring that there was a actual climbing school for the children that actually leads to a climbing program where they're part of the USA climbing platform. Uh, your daughters and my middle Henley, uh, as we know, really had not fallen into the traditional fold of sports. Uh, they tried soccer they tried basketball. Uh, they tried a couple other things that really just wasn't their deal. <laughs> Uh, we put them into this, and miraculously, all three of them fell in love with it. Uh, it started to develop disciplines for them and build self-confidence. So with that, that lent itself to you and I being the carpool guys and taking the girls climbing. So we were guaranteed Monday, Thursday, we had to be there. And it's like, well, if they're climbing for two hours, why can't we climb for two hours? And so we started getting into that routine seeing what it was about. And then from there, the continuation and love grew even stronger for it because it was like, well, man, there's some things that I can't accomplish here in the gym. So we would take an extra morning if time allowed, and we would go out and work out for an hour and then maybe climb for an hour in the mornings uh, just to further strengthen ourselves and get where we could accomplish more. Uh, you know, that's now gone on for a couple years now. And as you said, it's transitioned to exploring the outdoors and the possibilities of, you know, sport climbing and top rope climbing. And so we've been able to take it out of the gym now as a family unit. And you get to go on amazing hikes. You get to explore some terrain that you hadn't seen before. And then you really get to ground yourself by climbing a, you know, million, million year old piece of rock and you know, really get to navigate it and apply your indoor skills outdoor and excel with that. And again, also the accomplishment of seeing your children do it is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. So we got to go out about three weeks ago, Dripping Springs area, uh, Rhymer's 
and it was incredible. I'm glad that you guys were able to go and anxious to get out again. Uh, here in San Antonio, we just, the med wall, medicine wall just opened up. Um, we have yet to go, um, but that'll be the next. Uh, we'll have to get out to medicine wall um, and, and climb. But yeah, I think climbing has changed the game for both of us when it comes to fitness. Um, so being active, doing it as a family, um, we've had multiple birthday parties there or participated in multiple birthday parties. And we just love the culture there. Uh, the people there, the owners, um, the coaches, it is awesome. It's, it's a huge, huge sense of community. Um, love it. I love climbing. It's, it's a great spot. All right. This brings me to the thing that I've been most excited about for us, for you, for our street. Um, but if we go back to COVID coronavirus season that we're in, uh, something happened when it comes to, um, I guess you said it this way, that we're not just into the traditional basketball, football. I mean, I don't even know what else would fall. Baseball, t-ball, soccer. Um, so we're climbing. And then there's another extreme sport that happened during COVID. So tell us what that is, how it happened. And it completely changed the whole block and other families. It wasn't just you and your family or mine and my family, but it's like six or seven families that have joined in on this. So ready? I'm going to let you go. It's all you. All right, man. Uh, I guess what you're referring to is that uh, we've taken over skateboarding. Yeah. And out of the basis of skateboarding, it's more so uh, downhill longboarding style uh, versus, you know, vert, trick, ramp, anything like that. And the way it started for us was furthering – uh, during the quarantine, I guess, time, exploring what, what we could do to keep the children uh, actively occupied, uh, you know, busy outside, you know, getting exercise and that kind of deal. Uh, it started out several years ago. We purchased a penny board on a trip down to uh, Port Aransas, the coast. Uh, my son at the time, who was three years old, had seen another little kid like riding around on it and was like super into it. We bought it for him. Uh, since, since that time, it had sat in our garage basically for years. And so while digging and navigating the garage, you know, looking for something else to do, he comes across his penny board. And he decides, I want to try to ride this thing again. Uh, he started out how, how most would, I guess, by sitting down on it and navigating the driveway and the street, kind of like in a street, like a luge format. And so he got real comfortable with that. So you would see him up and down the hill with his helmet, sitting down on it, uh, legs extended forward, and he would just carve back and forth and then take a turn down to one of the side streets and then start it over again. Uh, during this quarantine period, as I mentioned prior, uh, we had started to develop a couple groups of houses that we deemed safe houses. Uh, we knew where the kids had been, hadn't been, and so we knew that the uh, risk was very low. And so these kids would play outdoors, of course, in a socially distant aspect. Uh, one of the young boys saw Hudson get really involved with the skateboarding. So he wanted one. Uh, in short succession, his parents were able to Amazon one to him. Then he had a penny board. And so the two of them started skating up and down hills. Uh, from there, it grew to where the older sisters wanted to get involved in it. And we're having a good time. And so then my daughter actually pulled uh, money out of her piggy bank and found a longboard that was on sale on Amazon. And so she gave me the cash and I bought it for her and she got into it. 
And so some of these afternoons, it was like every day at three o'clock, uh, it still wasn't terribly hot outside. The children would be out skating, uh, getting better proficient at it. And it just got to the point where I was tired of watching and not participating. We should mention, before you keep going, we should mention that at the top of our street, it's a hill. So it is like perfect downhill. Even the church, the church is at the top. And so you could even come to the church parking lot, start there. But it's like the perfect hill. So it yeah. Is, it is. And so, yeah, I was going to, I was going to get to that is that we're fortunate with the landscape that we have, uh, the streets, the streets were recently paved. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, that's a huge like adder to the comfort and ease of doing this. Uh, but a series of hills and transitions. So much like a ski slope, we were able to put together a couple of runs, like a green, a blue and a black, you know, if, if you will, and so getting back to myself, getting involved with it is I got tired of just sitting out there every afternoon at three o'clock and watching the kids have all the fun. <laughs> now, mind you, my skateboarding as a child probably stopped at the age of like 13 was the last time that I did anything on a skateboard. And so it was already a ambitious undertaking for myself to A, get the nerve to get on a skateboard and B, to start doing what the kids were doing. And so uh, the better got, you know, it got to the better of me. And one day I just couldn't take it. And I had contacted a local skate shop and they were open on a, on a limited access deal. I asked them if they had any longboards. Uh, they said, no, but we do have a cruiser. And they explained to me that a cruiser is basically a oversized skateboard with larger wheels capable of doing the downhill stuff. And so from there, that was my introduction. I got that skateboard. And that afternoon, uh, helmet and all jumped on it and ran down the street, which is, I think you had then grabbed one skateboard that you had a penny board out of your garage and met us out on the street. And from there it became this basically like locomotive train of skateboarders just coming down and carving a hill. And we spent the better part of three hours that day, just nonstop. And so that was several months ago, and now it's evolved into a uh, normal practice in the household. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was so awesome to see this pick up steam, if you will, and everyone started joining in. Um, my daughters have yet to give up their Razor scooters, so they, they head down the trail on their Razor scooters. Um, there has been uh, multiple families uh, because of your encouragement um, that have bought boards from the same shop, that same shop should give you some royalty uh, <laughs> because uh, I think it's what, did you count six, seven, eight boards from that shop? It, at, at the very least, uh, I'm saying probably in the neighborhood of eight to 10. And I will say that I've noticed uh, just as of recent, and I don't know if this is a, I haven't extended an invitation yet or, approach these people but i did notice a new family uh they have a young daughter that looks probably about six or seven and her father and her have now been out skateboarding now i don't recognize them but i think it's one of those things that you at any given time you'd see eight or nine kids out on skateboards and it's only natural for another child to be maybe witnessing from a window a uh, passing vehicle or something to say hey i want to do that and i think the coolest thing about that too is to see her out there so young, 
doing it the same way my children are, but then to see her father involved as well. So, I mean, moving beyond the traditional let's play catch, kick a soccer ball, uh, shoot a basketball, you've got them doing something that's now looks like a group interest uh, in, you know, pushing both of them to do something. Yeah, man, it, it's, it's so awesome. It, it's so cool. Um, I, I'm glad. I'm glad that our neighborhood is awesome. I'm glad that you and I are neighbors, that we're buddies, um, that we get to do this together. I mean, I, I'm like trying to make notes, just making a list here, but um, from tennis to yoga, climbing to skateboarding, um, Hudson plays football, basketball. Um, I mean, there's so much stuff that we've been a part of. Um, and I mean, this afternoon, we're going to go climbing here in a little bit. Um, and so it is, it, it's awesome. So I, I love the importance of this. I love the emphasis of this. Uh, we've run together. You, you run daily. You text me on July 4th, got my four for the fourth. Yeah. Uh, you ran your four miles for the fourth. Um, uh, when I celebrated uh, my year of cancer, uh, of being cancer free, uh, we ran that Sunday morning to celebrate. Uh, we, we took another neighbor with us. My father-in-law was there. Um, and so I love it, man. I, I'm grateful to have you as a friend. Um, I don't think this is the end. I think we've got a lot, a lot more to do. There's a lot more outdoor climbing that we want to do. There's some uh, canoeing and kayaking that we want to do. The Devil's River is still something that I think you and I both want to accomplish. And so the sky's the limit, man. Um, and so I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I'm just going to emphasize the three things again. That The reason why I wanted to bring you on here is because I think there's an importance with neighboring. There's an importance with fitness and family, and, and I see that in you, and I'm grateful for that, um, and I'm excited for what's next. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, as, as we close and tying those things in together, some of the things that dawned on me, uh, going back to the neighboring part, and you said as far as like the neighboring and the outreach, it's, it, you know, you and I had formed a bond. We'd formed a bond as family, brothers, uh, neighbors, and like you said, parking Sometimes we'd park near the school if it, if it was unable to walk the full distance or whatever, but we would still wait and meet each other at pickup or whatever the situation was. One of the benefits that came out of neighboring in that regard for me was the peer assisted like conversation that we would have. Some days it would be light and casual and some days it would actually be about the day's events. And I think it was actually over one of these afternoon walks like this, going to get the kids that you'd share with me, uh, your up, upcoming fight with cancer. And from there, there was a lot of mutual uh, growth that came from there. It was, it was like a free therapy session, if you will, that you had, you had a sounding board and you had somebody to, you know, a confidant, somebody to share that with. And I think that's a huge benefit of neighboring as well is that yeah. you shouldn't be discouraged about sharing something with your neighbor because you would be surprised at the valuable information they can provide you unknowingly that will probably change the course of your afternoon. Uh, the other thing with that is that with the neighboring scenario and having a community and getting into exercise, that gives you a buddy, uh, somebody to run with, somebody to push you further, uh, somebody just to give you the excuse of like, man, I made the commitment to Bobby, we got to go skateboard, or I made the commitment to Bobby, we're going to go run, when you might otherwise talk yourself out of it. And the further step beyond that is that if you have a family at home that you can share any of this with, well, then now you have a room full of buddies that live with you that should be your driving force, should be your motivation, just like a neighbor, a buddy, a friend, 
and you make that commitment saying, hey, I told the kids we're going to get up and we're going to work out this morning. Let's do it. Yeah. It's awesome, man. That's perfect. Appreciate you. And we'll end with that. Let's do it. So All right. I'll see you here in, uh, in about four hours so we can go climb. All right, buddy. Uh, appreciate it, dude. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, man. Bye. Take care. Thank you.